This is Thrive Perspectives, an ever-growing discussion about the issues that shape our lives with your guides, Dr. Matthew Jacoby and DJ Payne. Matthew, we've had a couple of episodes having guests on Mm. and looking at... um, other cultures, or yeah. one culture in particular, the Muslim culture, Islam yeah. around the world. We've been out there looking around what's happening around the world. I think I think it's time for us, for Thrive Perspectives, to come back to the basics of what we were even starting this podcast about, like getting a Christian perspective. Yeah. And and let's go. Let's and some of the most popular episodes we've done in in, in Thrive Perspectives is talking about our own worldviews. Yeah. And and yeah. what the Christian worldview would be in yeah. in how we live every day. Yeah. So I, I sort of want to get basic. Yeah. On, which on we which I would suggest we really need to work hard to recover that because we keep getting drawn into other worldviews. It's like uh, it, you know, it's like imagine a bunch of different planets, and there's I mean, and and of course the major worldview that we tend to get drawn in is the, is is planet Western, you know, modern Western cult secular culture worldview. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and we've talked a little bit about that, but that's, you know, uh, that's like a world. I mean, a worldview is like a world because you, in a sense, you, it's that's the world that you live in. That's the way that you see things that informs your expectations, your desires, uh, the things that you pursue is all informed by your worldview. So um, uh, it's important that we live in the right world, but there's the sense in which uh, as we Um, move away from a biblical worldview there's this sort of gravitational inevitable gravitational pull that pulls us uh, as christians into our secular world in fact in fact i think we actually have to work really hard not to get pulled not to get pulled into that like the tractor secular world worldview like the tractor beam of the death star it's a a tractor beam well let me let me let me and and it's a death star (laughs) (laughs) let me throw something out at you here and i'm going to be really facetious here at the beginning beginning of it and um you know see how we go obviously what you're talking about matt now i'm being very sarcastic here in case you can't hear hear it in my voice dear listener obviously what you're talking about matt is is the overwhelming need for us as christians to have our as joel osteen beautifully put it in his you know, million, millions and millions selling book okay. to live our best life now. God wants us to be happy and fulfilled and have all of our dreams and to drive that car and to have that house now. And if we only followed those seven plan- ideas of success that Joel lays out in his book and mentioned God every now and then in the in the success plans, we could have our best life now, Matt. That's obviously what you're talking about. <laughs> you just lost some friends just right there, buddy. Uh, like I'm never worried um, about it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not... Uh, T- too aware of of what Joel Steen Joel Olstein I mean <laughs> by that, but let me. Uh, I like that. But let me um, let me speak from a biblical worldview point of view, and I think this is what I want to build towards. Is and I know this is going to sound strange, actually. Yeah. And the fact that this is going to sound strange okay. uh, concerns me. Uh, I said, in fact, I said this to my worldview class um, the other night, mm. and everyone looked at me and. <laughs> said, well, if life isn't about fulfilling your dreams and desires, and 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 I'm, I'm, I mean, just hold that thought. Yeah. Then yeah. what is what is it about? Yeah. And I look back and I think and I thought, are you serious? <laughs> like, um, okay. So, 
certainly, in 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 a sense, uh, there is of course a sense of fulfillment in the sense that we can be content with the peace that we have in Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ. You know, Romans chapter five. Okay. Yeah. So we have peace. We have joy. Now, this is despite the way that we are broken people living in a broken world. Despite that, and this is very clear from Romans 5, because yeah. it goes on to talk about suffering and uh, producing perseverance and character and hope. Mm. Um, so uh, we, we, have, you know, we, we have this joy and we have this contentment uh, and a sense of fulfillment in that. Yeah despite actually the fact that we're broken people living in a broken world. But what I want to emphasize, and I don't want to downplay that, um, because I, I've, and, and in fact, I feel like that gets lots of, that get lots, gets plenty of press, so to speak, within the Christian, within Christian What aspect gets plenty of press? Uh, the, the fact that, you know, we have peace and joy. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, we, we, there's, that's, Mate, that gets uh, plenty of press. Let me go down to the Christian bookstore and buy some bumper stickers and T-shirts right now. Okay. You're in a cynical mood today. Oh, buddy. I'm ready to go, baby. I'm ready to go today. <laughs> okay. So, um, but what I want to emphasize is that from, a, a, and, and this is a thoroughly New Testament perspective, uh, is that this age that we live in is actually characterized, and I want you to get this, yeah. it is characterized by unfulfillment in the sense that we we have it's and, and theologians famously talk about the already and the not yet. Let's just do a little bit of biblical, like uh, little bit of biblical theology yeah. right now. Okay, so uh, Jesus ushers in the kingdom. So the kingdom is coming, but it's not. We we have it hasn't come to its culmination. When will it come to its culmination? When Jesus returns. Yes. This is basic theology. Jesus. Uh, uh, brings that process to to a culmination, yeah. and so wh- wh- which which is which is a picture. Let me just bring it down to the personal yeah. because that's great theology. But it's the picture of our salvation now. We are yeah, saved. Yeah, right. We are saved. There was a date that happened on the calendar, maybe for you, where you were saved, and we are we are you know sealed and saved and 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 ready for heaven. Yeah. But sanctification, we are. It's a process, and and it'll be ultimately fulfilled. Yeah, Our that's salvation right. yeah. is ultimately fulfilled when we are with Jesus. Yeah, that's right. So so we're made right with God. Mm. Positionally, we're completely made right with God. I mean, our hearts are regenerated. So, so that there's, you know, in a sense, we have new hearts that are uh, are constantly being, um, renew, you know, uh, renewed, uh, constantly being transformed into yes. the image of Christ. So, so there's, but that's a process. Yes, I don't think anyone, certainly you or I, anyone listening, would say, "I am, I am, I've got it, I've made it, oh. I'm there, I'm perfect." No, as long as I we live, not. as long as we live, there is going to be that process. However, how and however we f- are far along, we are we, we are actually righteous in in Christ. We're we're in the right space. We're in a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ, through what Jesus has done. Yes. Uh, now, what what I'm emphasizing here is that um, we are always unfinished. It, we're always unfinished in this life. Yes. There there is, and and in fact, until we get to the resurrection, the day of resurrection. I mean, you know, Paul says, you know, when we see him, we will be like him. Mm. Uh, it's it's that moment uh, when we are glorified, yeah. uh, when we are with Christ, that in a sense, and, and when our bodies are resurrected, living in a new heavens and a new earth. This is the, this is the final fulfillment, right? Yeah. Now, the thing to point out is that's not in this age. 
that's that's in the next step. This is and I mean this is basic. Yes. Am I? I mean, tell me if I'm saying anything controversial here. But as far as I know, you, you will say it. You will say it in the not in the good pastoral way. <laughs> I'll say it in the controversial way. Let let me handle the controversy here. But no, you are singing to the choir here, man. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, and, uh, so so I think um, so. For example, let me um, let me read to you a passage that is a classic expression. Uh, of the the New Testament perspective. The New Testament perspective, which is so forward-looking. You know, the great cry of the New Testament church was Maranatha, right? Come, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Well, uh, this is going to be interesting because you told me the topic for this. Yeah. I won't say when. Okay. uh, In the time of the recording. Not very long ago. (laughs) You told me the topic. I pulled out three passages off the top of my head. Okay. That I thought this is this is where yep. my heart goes straight away. I'll be very interested to see if we've hit any of the same three passages. Yep. Okay. So the first one is in Romans eight. Was one of those Romans eight? No. Oh, how could you? <laughs> well, that was, okay. a, that was a bit obvious. Okay. Now, Jay. <laughs> That's right. Here it is, Romans eight, verse twenty-two. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Yeah. Uh, not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit mm. now notice it's first fruits yeah yeah not you know it's it's the uh and there's constantly uh, elsewhere paul t- talks about as a like a down payment or a deposit of what is to come okay yes. the fullness uh is to come uh so he says not only so but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly now later on it talks about the spirit himself groaning within us yeah. okay so the groaning actually is this groaning inwardly in anticipation for what God is going to do is actually the fruit of the Spirit, okay? Mm. So uh, not only so, uh, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit's groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Wow. And uh, this, this next bit is important. And it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I'll say, uh, l- let me just pause there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there is a sense in which as soon as we receive Christ, we're, we, we are in that sense adopted. Yes. But it's the, here is where there's this already not yet tension that we live in. Yep. It's we, we are already adopted and yeah. yet the, 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 the great coming home in a sense in, in one sense, in a very important sense, is still future, uh, according to this. It's like we live in two realities as Christians. Yeah. There, is, there is almost a legal reality that we live in. Yeah. Uh, like some theologians will call it a positional yeah. reality that we live in. And this is what Paul is talking about, you know, many times. Yeah. And, you know, positionally, we are righteous. We are saved. We are sanctified. We yeah. are... It is as if we have never, you know, as as you know, God has dealt with us as we've claiming Jesus's, you know, uh, death and resurrection, the gospel message as our hope. Yeah. We are positionally saved, righteously judged, bang, everything like that. But then there's this weird enigma. And this is the Christian life, yeah. where we're still here in these broken bodies. We're yeah. still here in this broken place. Yeah. And the ultimate fulfillment of that decree of that position will be one day. Fulfilled in this rea- in the, in yeah. the reality as yeah, well, but it right. isn't yet. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, and it's interesting what he then goes on to say. So, uh, we wait eagerly for the adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Okay, mm. now that's the resurrection. Now look at this, verse this twenty-four. Good. Right, for in this hope we were saved. Give me a give me your best definition of hope. 
Have I put you on the spot here? No, no, what, no. What, well, what, t- tell me about hope. Well, I, I think of hope very differently because because, because, because a lot of people, I mean, in, in ordinary language, oh, gee, I really hope that... Yes, I wish. Uh, it's a wish. Yeah, I, Most people, when they talk about a hope, they, they you know, um, they're talking about a wish. If you're a Christian or a spiritual, yeah. a hope might be a prayer yeah. or, or a spiritual, you know, wish to or a thought. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hope you're doing okay. That's a nice way yeah. of saying, hey, I'm... That's right. I'm, I'm, and I'm there's putting... an aspect of that because it's something that you really want but don't have. Yes. Uh, so, so that aspect of hope is there, yeah. but there's obviously much more to, to this Well, as a Christian, notion. Yeah. as a Christian, I mean... Hope is is what we wish for, and and depending on what you're hoping for, I mean, you could say, I hope one day I become, I walk on the moon. Well, that might be, you know, whatever. Yeah. But you're hoping for a happy life. You're hoping for a family. Happy, and often hope, what you're hoping in is what you're working towards. Yeah. I hope one day. Some people might say, I hope one day to have my own business, or I yeah. hope one day to be able to be married, or I hope yeah. one day to be able to be healthy you're usually working towards what your hope is in that's like right. what your yeah. hope is yeah that's right exactly so so in a sense and and it's it's worth explaining hope in relation to faith so faith is you know the substance of what we do not have it's this sense of um i it's it's my confidence in this sense yeah. that I, I that i have uh, that these promises will come to me through the faithfulness of god through jesus christ right so yeah. it's that firm confidence hope is the longing for what faith has confidence for yeah it's it's the actual it's the longing for that it's the sense that this isn't all there is this is i I, almost a sense that i don't like things the way that they are because let's face it god doesn't like the world the the way that it is and that's that's why god is going to redeem the world and and is redeeming the world and it's the other side of the coin what you've just said there Is the, is the other side of the coin of what Paul talks about here. Yep. Because Paul Paul goes on to say, you don't hope for what you already have. That's right. That's right. That's what he goes so, to say next. So, yeah. so, so the other side of that thought that Paul has, the other way of saying it is the way that you've just said it, you have to feel, to use a, a Matthew yeah. Jacoby phrase, yeah. you have to feel the need. Yeah. Of what you don't have yeah. to have the hope. That's right. In, in something. And, Thank you. And That's exactly right. <laughs> and and see, and feeling that need, like the world is messed up. I mean, I know, again, in our culture, we can buy into the progress myth. Uh, now, and of course, there has been elements of progress, but that's a whole other topic. Maybe that's a topic for another perspective. I'll write it down. Uh, the notion of progress, make a note of that. Uh, uh, but... We can buy into this sense that oh we've been able to create our little heaven here and it's very it's a very humanistic point of view. Oh. We're solving our own problems. We're making our little you know our sort of scientific utopia yeah. uh, here on Earth. Um, uh, but uh, actually, um, we we live in in a tiny tiny minority uh, of very. Uh, Privileged, privileged, situ- use, a very privileged word, situation, yeah. right? And so it's easy for us to say, "Oh no, this all good. Everything's everything's okay. It's not that bad." Whereas in God's sight, God is not happy with the way that world is, and He actually doesn't want us to be the ha- happy with the way that the world is. Um, and it's for that reason that uh, um, God is going to destroy this world system and bring about a new heavens and a new earth. So we're talking. We need to understand the now in the light of what God is going to do. And in order to be connected, it's like that is the biblical worldview. That's reality. Okay, so uh, what that means is, is that 
we need to recognise that this that we're in right now is really messed up, okay? Uh, it's John says, do not love the world or anything in the world. He's talking about the world system, right? Don't love it. You're not meant to like it, right? Yeah. Paul is saying here, we groan inwardly. And he says, and this groaning, in fact, is hope. This is, um, this is a groaning that is inspired. It's the fruit of the Spirit within us, right? Because the Spirit is pointing us towards what God is bringing about, okay, mm. uh, in the future. And, uh, and so that calls us to cry out as the you know, the catch cry of the early church, or it should be the church of all ages, is come, Lord Jesus, when are you going to come back? Now, in at, at these times, you know, because, I mean, these, uh, Jesus said to his disciples, in this world you'll have trouble, it, you know, uh, and they, and you see this reflected throughout the New Testament, there's this sense of when is Jesus going to come back? You know, come, Lord Jesus. That was where that outcry came from, that heart of this is messed up. There's... Uh, uh, there's opposition, there's persecution. Jesus, when are you going to come back? Yeah. And so, the, uh, whereas I think in our, what is more common in our culture is, oh, gee, I hope Jesus doesn't come back uh, <laughs> soon because I, I actually, I've got this house that I'm building and I, I really want to live in this house and, and, and I've got, uh, you know, I've got these business aspirations. I've got my dreams and desires that, just that in- I, I want to, you know, that I want to see fulfilled. And I've just invested into a cryptocurrency that I want to yeah, see uh, uh, bounce back yeah, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, the, and that's why. You see what I'm saying? Oh, like, well, that's why. And again, hopefully. That's a massive difference. Hopefully. You said I've, I'm, I'm offending people. Hopefully, I haven't offended anybody. Please don't don't switch off the podcast if well, you're offended by me. But I'm I'm being facetious here at the beginning to say I have a problem with with with. I agree 100 percent with you. Like I said, you're preaching to the choir in me because I see so much of the Western Church building an empire down here for now. Yeah. And the idea that that you know there's a, you know there's a, a Christian pastor Joel Olstein writing a book about having your best life now. Listen, I'm not so cynical to not understand that there is an aspect of reality that yeah. we do want a, a good life yeah. now, and we want to invest and we want to do all that. I understand all of that, but but we've lost this Christian perspective yeah. of to say no, this is yeah. not the good life now. That's right, and, it and look be. in. In um, you know the, the the idea of you know uh, fulfilling you know our, our potential and and living the best life that we can, there's an element of that that I I completely agree with. I mean I, I you know of course we need to live the best life that we can live. But it's um, your definition of what the best life yeah, is. Yeah, I right. think that's what we're saying. Yeah. So um, so I'm I, I in in some sense I have no I have no quarrel with that, uh, but I. It's it's the expectation that all of this is going to come to fulfilment. That even I am going to realize my full potential in this in this life. Because actually, I, I'm not not in this life. The the, the moment of glorification is yeah. when we see him. We will be like him. It's the resurrection of the body. You see, even uh, no matter how no matter how far along we get here, you know, that there is still. Um, as I said, we're still living broken people in a broken world. And, mm. and I think what Paul is saying here is that feeling that, feeling that the brokenness of what is broken um, actually is what creates our hope. It's what causes us to reach forwards. It, what, it, it is what caused us to become better as well and to grow more and to, but it also 
uh, causes us to look beyond the here and now, mm. not in some otherworldly sense, but uh, it f- serves to focus what this is about. Yeah. You know, now... Um, can I, so, can, to, yep. can I can I you build on that? One of the verses that. that's one of the verses that sprung to mind when when you started talking about this topic was again from Paul in Ephesians in Ephesians chapter one, starting around about verse seventeen. Paul is praying for the for the church in Ephesus, and he says, "I keep asking that our, that God our, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know Him better." So, okay, so Paul, okay, you're praying for us to know him better. How are we going to know him better? He answers that in verse 18. I pray also that your eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. This idea of inheritance, and he already mentioned adoption in the other passage that you said, but this concept of inheritance that is not for now. Yeah, there's an inheritance waiting for us. Yes, and so, um, yeah, th- there's th- there's this, and and I want to I want to draw some of the implications out of this because uh, we can, at what our our culture is so here and now. Okay, yes. so all there is is here and now. Yeah. Um, there's there's no beyond this, right? So so the, and our culture is so much about self. You know, me realizing myself, yeah. uh, fulfilling all of my dreams and desires. That's modern secular culture. You yeah. know, is um, I, I guess at, you know at, achieving those things, and um, uh, and and it's inevitably here and now focus. But the radical implications of the fact that this is actually a sinking ship. This age, this world is—it's a sinking ship, right? Yeah. So, you know, we're on the Titanic sinking here, and and we need to stop thinking about oh, the next—you know—we're going to uh, do this and do that, and we're going to have a great time and leisure, and I'm going to live out. I mean, and okay, there's lots to enjoy about life. There's lots of be- you know beautiful things to yeah. uh, enjoy, but the foundation of our joy uh, is that we are in a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the first thing. Secondly, we need to recognize that um, Jesus is returning to call us to account for how we've lived our lives because he's called us to mission. Mm. And uh, and most of all, you know, we await resurrection of our bodies and a new heavens and a new earth. We need to keep the present in the light of the future. Can, can I, and I'm, I'm going to bang a drum right here at the, you know, the beginning you know, of this podcast, well, not the beginning, but, you know, in this first half, I'll bang the drum, the DJ drum that I'm always banging. Yeah. I feel that our Western church, church with a capital C, you know, in the West, the reason why we're getting sucked into that tractor beam of the Death Star, the, yeah, yeah. And, we're, and let's be clear, like you've just said, in this analogy, this being sucked into the Death Star, the Death Star is this dying reality here that we have yeah. On this planet. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the dimension that we live in where things are broken, we're broken. Yeah. Found, you know, m- pro- more profound than we can even imagine everything is broken. Yeah. And we somehow get drawn down into the gravity of this place and we're believing that this is all that we have and this is, every, you know, all of our fulfillment can be found, found down here. The antidote to this 
is 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 twofold. It's as Paul says here, the antidote is wisdom that is born of the spirit, yeah. the spirit of God in us, yeah. and the spirit of God for fuel to to make this wisdom a reality in our life. It, Sometimes I, is the word of God, you know, and again, yeah. that's everyone who knows me go, okay, okay yeah, DJ, yeah. yeah, right, yeah, the word of God, yeah. you know, that's what you're going to bang on. But I, I think sometimes we, we, we live in this fantasy land that, that the spirit of God is going to change our hearts and our minds and our lives into something better without us doing any work yeah. or putting any fuel in. Yeah. yeah I mean, how right. can the spirit of God bring to mind the passages of Jesus or what he has revealed to us, unless we're cooperating yeah, and putting right. it in as yeah, well. Absolutely. It's, 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 yeah, like, so it's, it's like the Spirit of God speaks Chinese yeah. and we don't want to learn Chinese. Yeah. And we go, no, just talk to me in my language. And the Spirit of God goes, no, I speak Chinese. Yeah. You need to at least, if you love me, speak a little bit Chinese. And again, I know there's no language Chinese. I know it's Mandarin. And sorry if I'm being racist here. But you're speaking a language. We need to learn the language. Yeah. And the language is the word of God. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'm, I'm banging yeah. on a so, bit here. Yeah, and there's that. But also we need to, not only do we need to un- know and understand our worldview, but we also need to live in that. And actually, it's by living in it yeah. and looking out from it yeah. that uh, that we begin to see things in in the right way and uh, have our expectations and desires shaped in the right way. Because from the the earliest, like we can go all the way back to Moses. Yeah. And and this worldview that the world is not our home. Yeah. And there's something, the true fulfillment comes in God in the next life. Well, this, yeah, that's right. This world system is is not our home. Uh, And uh, and we shouldn't get too at home in it. And and that's the thing. And, And I think... Our probably the um, you know one of the main causes I think of very characteristic you know Western kind of uh, modern Western complacency in the Christian church is a lot of a loss of this this hope you know this burning hope this sense of the right kind of discontentment with this you know we're content in Christ we have peace we have joy but we're not content with the way that we are so we, we're driving forwards to become more but we also recognize that as long as we live in this mortal broken body it's you know we're actually looking forward to the resurrection of the body we're not content with the way that the world is because the world system is messed up and we're looking forward to a new heavens and a new earth and that is coming and so that changes everything right now and it changes the way that we see the way that we think the way that we uh, expect let me draw let me draw out some implications uh, of Please this uh, if i may because um uh th- the first thing is that um what what the Bible teaches us is that this life, life in this world, is a limited and transitory stage before an eternal and permanent state. So it's a limited transitory stage. I like it before a permanent state. Now, yeah. so um, and um, the second thing is, uh, so uh, you know, it's basically this is what is happening now. In in a sense, is and I, and I don't want to say. I don't want to in any way state that this is not an important stage. It's a very vital stage. Um, but it's preparation for the next stage. Yeah. This is like the waiting room. In, I mean, there's plenty to be done. I'm going to say a, more about that in a moment. Yeah. Uh, but this, this, is a, this is a transitory stage uh, before a permanent state. And I think we need to 
um, uh, we need to remember that because our tendency is want to to want to build uh, a permanent some kind of utopia in this age right now, and it's just not that is not going to happen. It, it, for me, it's it's that it's that story. And we do it all the time, and I think this is a picture of my Christian life, where Peter on the Mount of Transfiguration, we catch a glimpse yeah. of the glorified Jesus, and we go, "Oh, let's build a let's build a tabernacle right here. Yeah. Let's let's build that thing right yeah. here." And and Jesus is like, yeah. "No, no, no, no. It's all about that. Yeah. Ne- it's about it's about the next." So, thing. so the question the, the question that that I get asked is, "Well, what's the point of this?" <laughs> if if we you know if it's not to build a utopia here, and this is this is you know. This is, I think, what what some people are left. Well, what what is the point of this? And the point, I mean, and let's again get back to basics here. The point is that we are on mission. We have a mission, right? Yeah, and and our the point actually is to build a redemptive missional community, not a permanent utopia. We're not building a permanent utopia. We're building a redemptive missional community, which is which is the church. Okay, so life now is mission. Let me use this illustration. Yeah. We. This is how you need to think about your life, right? You have been dropped into this world like out of a helicopter. Think military terms, right? You're on, you're on mission, right? You got dropped out of a helicopter. In a few days' time, you're going to be picked up over on that hill there, right? I mean, I'm being metaphorical. But like in a few days' time, you're going to be picked up. In between when you get dropped off, when you were born, when you get picked up, when you die or when Jesus comes back, you got a mission, and you don't want to get sidetracked because you may not end up, you know, at the pickup point. Yeah. Like you actually need to remember you got dropped here. You got a job to do. Mission, stay focused, do the job, and then you're getting out of here. Mm. Now, that's how the early church thought. Mm. They, they thought, look, everything for mission. I give up every, you know, it's like everything for that mission. Yeah. Because you know what? Uh, I may not even survive the next few days. Yeah. I mean, they literally, that's, that's the kind of... Uh, reality that they lived in so they yeah. they weren't getting comfortable and they were reminded not to be too comfortable because you know it, their faith cost them something yeah there was persecution so i and and i think that that concept of okay we're we're here for a bit uh we're on mission and we're getting picked up at the other side you've got to think with that dynamic in your mind because yeah. we're you know we're dropped out of the helicopter and we're, we're thinking oh this is nice here i'm gonna and like, okay, build houses, invest, be a yeah. good citizen. Yes. Uh, you know, but you've got to have that element of transitoriness in your mind. Like, I'm, I'm here for a mission. I'm getting picked up in a few days, mm-hmm. and let's. I don't want to lose. You know, it's like, okay, the the soldiers that got dropped out of a helicopter, they've got to put up their tents and, you know, have somewhere to stay and and they've build got to base. cook their meals. But Maybe. imagine if they just focused all on that you know it's like well well, i mean to build out that analogy a little bit more i mean people will go hang on matt i don't like this military thing because i'm imagining them running out and shooting people no 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 this is a peacekeeping mission that we've been dropped in we're dropped down in the enemy village and the enemy village no one's got guns here but we've got to go run into the village and say listen come with us meet us come with us as we go up to the top of the mountain yeah that's right and we'll all meet we'll all meet the maker up there together we're going to get out of here together because this place is going down there's there's always someone that pushes a a metaphor too far yeah 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 yeah. but but that's yeah yeah absolutely right so so this is and and this so that's one implication right this is this is about mission now and and you know last our last session i think uh was a 
good reminder mm. of that kind of perspective. You know, we talked to, was that the last session? We yeah, Elizabeth to, and yeah, Neville. Elizabeth and Neville. About their Life on mission, yeah. right? Now, we're all, that's meant to be all of us, yeah. you know, not just, uh, you know, people who do it occupationally. Secondly, um, this life in this world is imperfect, incomplete, and unresolved. Say that again. This life in this world mm -hmm. is imperfect, always going to be imperfect. It's incomplete. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we never come to full completion. We're never fully whole, right? Yeah. Uh, until the resurrection of, of the body. Yeah. And unresolved. Okay, we're still unresolved because the resolution comes with the return of Christ and the ushering in of, of, of the new age. So, um, so what this means is, is that in this life, in this world, we will never fully reach even God's ideals that, because again, God has clearly shown us that that's on the other side of the coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. So we are, we are, um, we are being, being conformed present continuous into the image of Christ. Okay. But it's only when we see him that we will be fully like him. Yeah. Um, so we have power over, you know, we, we still have, you know, John says, if we say that we are without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Mm. We have power by the Holy Spirit over, mm. that's the, the new man, okay? We have power, but we still, there's still the, the corrupt flesh that Paul uh, speaks of. You, you, you're alluding to a verse that I'm dying to read here. Okay, so, in other words, we'll never be completely whole. Yeah. Uh, and we'll never reach complete fulfillment and we will never be completely happy in this life nor should we actually be because we, we sh you know because so much is incomplete now as i said we have joy peace but in christ right it's a relational joy yeah. in in the sense of happiness that we're happy with completely happy and content with the way that we are and with the way that the world is we'll never have that yeah. uh not in this life and neither should we all right and on that heavy note, let's take a quick break. Got some important information to let you know uh, about something we want to make an offer to you about. Hopefully something that can help you on this journey as well. But we'll be back with more of this topic here on Thrive Perspectives in just a moment. Thank you so much for listening to Thrive Perspectives. Keep on listening because it's not just me here on the little break. I've dragged Matthew kicking and screaming into your hey, how are you doing, Matt? I'm wondering <laughs> I'm wondering right now when you we're about to do an audio ad yeah. for my book. Yes. Thank you yeah. for why you are handing me a physical copy of my book. But in case you wanted to get inspired, right. I've actually handed you a copy. I'm holding a copy yes, right now. I know what it looks like. <laughs> I know what it looks like. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, listen. The book is Deeper Places. Matt, you originally wrote this about, what, five or six years, seven years ago? Uh, 2013. 
2007. So eight years ago now is the original Deeper Places. A couple of years ago, you decided it was time for an expanded edition. That's now, right. now I've the added book. A chapter. Yeah. Now the book is all about, uh, you know, your spiritual journey and a, and a pattern for a spiritual journey. How God has given us the Book of Psalms to usher us into a deeper relationship with God. Yeah. So it's a book about the spirituality in the Psalms, and I so I explore the various dynamics and the kind of experiences portrayed uh, in the Psalms from. Uh, rejoicing and praise through to lament and anger and everything in between. Now, the expanded edition that we're holding in our hands right now has yeah. has got the anger chapter in yeah. it, the expanded anger chapter. Yeah. Did, yeah. Was it? Was it? You feel well, like you had to? Was there something you were angry about to put in there? Or no, I I I think I came to understand how important that was. Probably a bit more subsequently. I mean, I I was probably still in the process of. Uh, of getting, but there were there were some just key things that uh, caused me to kind of grasp that uh, yeah. what, what, why they were so important, and also I got a little tired of people saying, "Oh yeah, all the psalms except for those angry ones, we can't, we need to chuck those out." Oh, I like that. And and yeah, what is lost when you do? Well, you'll have to read the <laughs> read the chapter. To find well, it's a fantastic, it's a beautiful paperback, uh, you know, book here. It is usually from the website twenty dollars uh, for you if you want to buy it twenty dollars, which is uh, you know pretty cheap. It's a standard rate if you go in there and buying yeah. a, a, a you know paperback uh, book here. The amazing special offer that we've got for you right now is if you head over to Thrive Today. TV, Thrive Today. TV. At the top of the website, you will see listener. Uh, special offer. You'll see a special offer for listeners. And that's you who's listening right now. You click on that. You use the coupon code THRIVE, mm-hmm. which is you know, pretty obvious. You use the coupon code THRIVE. You get the book. This is for Australians only. For 10 bucks, Half off. Wow. <laughs> there we go. So if you're looking for... I'm telling people, because I know a lot of people have got the book and maybe a lot of people aren't readers. This is a great present. This is a great present. If you want to, uh, you know, give it to someone who, you know, might be struggling through some faith mm. issues or someone who's who's been yeah. a Christian for a little while and they want to go a little bit deeper, yeah. this is a great book for them. And it's got some great photography on the back. A photo of me taken how many years ago? Oh, that's a long time ago now. <laughs> I like the, yeah, this is, yeah, Matt, Matt's little uh, bio photo that he continues to use is like from, I don't know, 2008 or something. That yeah, I took, but, but as long as I haven't changed a bit, that's oh, completely valid. No, no, you're looking just the, exactly the same. I'm glad you pointed <laughs> out the you. photo there on the book. Hey, now listen, taken go by your, your, you know, Mr. DJ yeah. Payne here. Well, there we go. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> it's about the size of a postage stamp on the back. Yeah. Uh, grab grab a hold of the offer. I don't know how long we're going to be able to keep it going. Ten dollars for the book, the paperback copy here, uh, Australian only. If you want to get a hold of that, deeper places, the spirituality of the Psalms by our own Matthew Jacoby, the expanded edition, for only ten dollars. ThriveToday.tv. Click the link. Use the word Thrive. It's as simple as that. All right, Matt. Let's get back into the podcast. Perspectives and uh, DJ here with your good buddy Matt, and we're talking about 
What are we going to call this episode? Do you think anyone's now? still listening? I, I look, I think they're hand- Yeah, this could be the most unpopular. <laughs> this could episode. be the episode we finally yeah. we finally go too far. Yeah. I don't know what to call this. The, the uncontentment. I don't know what we want to call this. Well, it's it's really living the unfulfilled life. Uh, Gee, that's <laughs> that's yeah. the uh, that's the opposite of everything that we're talking about. Let me read this passage, mate. Yeah, when, yeah. when you told me this, oh man, my mind went right here with Paul. Paul says in 2 Corinthians, he says, and I'll pick it up, I'll pick it up here in verse 6 in chapter 4. Uh, he says, For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. This is where it comes down to verse 7. Everyone knows this one. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Yeah. That that verse came to me and I thought of that passage there because talking about this this unfulfillment this this divine discontent that I think yeah. that we are supposed to feel yeah. as Christians I think Paul if he was here if, if Saint Paul was here he would go of course. What yeah. are you talking about? That's right. So, and I, and I can just anticipate what perhaps some people are thinking if they've made it this far. Okay, <laughs> you're thinking, hang on, hang on. But are we meant to just mope around? And oh, yeah, you know, it's all like, like are we just Paul meant to gives mope us around? The pattern right so, there. So no, our, the, the Christian life is characterized by joy, characterized by rejoicing. Yeah. But in what do we rejoice? Paul says, in we rejoice in the hope. Yeah. Of the glory of God. Now, you know, um, he says, um, and he also says, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. You know, so it's like, and how do you get hope? Well, he says here, um, pers- uh, suffering produces pers- perseverance, which produces character, which produces yeah. hope. So, and so it's actually the, um, the interface with reality, let's not, you know, it's not like, oh, oh, oh great, I have to go and suffer in order to, uh, but it's the interface with reality that rests us away from a love of this world, mm. causes us to put our hope in God, and we rejoice in the hope of glory. It's like yeah. our rejoicing is in our relationship, is in our connection with God. Uh, so, and, and there is, in, in, in that sense, there is a sense of fulfillment and you know, there is the joy and the peace in that. Okay, yeah. so we're not talking about a people moping around here, but um, but life. You know, I, I think it's very important that we have the right expectation. So, um, and, th- and that's why I read that passage because Paul's expectation, Paul's experience and expectation was, we are, you know, we have all this adversity in life, and Paul had diff- a different adversity than yeah. what we have. But we even in even in the most you know blessed life that we have over here yeah. in the West, yeah. we still face so many issues yeah. of discontentment and things that we're right. buffeted by and things that upset us. But Paul's point is like, yeah, that's fine. We keep going because the the treasure, the hope within us for the next thing. That's right. 
and it keeps it us actually, going. That's right, and it actually stokes that hope. Yes. You know? But we just, you know, what can happen is we can just feel ripped off. Oh, no, what? I haven't, you know, we, we, we can just feel like we've been robbed of something that we're entitled to have. Oh. Uh, so so let, let me break this down even more. Okay. So, we, we and I think we need to come to terms with the implications of this means actually, for example, you may not have the relationship that you want. Uh you, like I, I just want you may not have the relationship that you want, yeah. uh, and this is the, see one one of the things that ha- that happens is that you know, let's say a couple is struggling because we're imperfect people. This isn't the relationship I've got to go and I need to leave you and find my soulmate and find my perfect. You know, it's it's about I, I've got one chance in this life of finding happiness. This is coming from a worldly. So I've got to leave you and go and you see what. I deserve better. Yeah, like I deserve better, and uh, it, th- that's coming from that's coming from the wrong kind of worldview. Like you, you, you may not have that relationship. You may that you may not even have a relationship at all. It's like, uh, and I know that's you know what that's a real difficulty uh, for, for some people. I know it's easy for me uh, to say because you know I'm married, and mm. but like the fact is, is that w- we in this life we may not actually all get what Paul uh, stayed single. Mm. Um, uh, now, there's some uh, conjecture about whether he perhaps was married and his wife, but, you know, he chose to f- mm. forsake that because he's, because his thing is, I got dropped out of a helicopter, I'm on, I'm mission. on mission, and if, if it means not, you know, it's like it's not about me fulfilling my dreams and desires, mm. it's about me being on mission, you know. And so Paul says, I'm, I'm going to l- let that go, even though, I mean, honestly, for a Jewish man, that's a big deal, yeah. you know. And the idea of having children—I mean, mm. in a Jewish culture, children are the the continuance of your life and your family line—and yeah. no one could have wanted to have a family more than Paul. Mm. And yet he says, "No, actually, f- for the sake of mission, I'm going to I'm going to give that up." Uh, you m- maybe it's uh, maybe it's having children. You may not have children, and, and again, this is. Uh, um, your children may not turn out the way that you want them to. Um, you, you, you may not. You may not see the fruits of your labor. You might work, and through un, some unjust circumstance, mm. you might lose that. Yeah. Uh, you 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 may not receive due recognition for what you do. Yeah. I've been. You know. I'm. This life is not. Justice is not going to be done. Yeah. Let me tell you, justice is not going to be done until Jesus returns, until the judge returns. Amen. There's going to be no justice in this world. Amen. You know, I mean, there's all sorts of things happening in the world. The world is full of injustice. We're constantly reminded that yeah. through the media. Final justice, we're never going to have it in this life because this is, it's, there's always going to be this unfulfillment, this incompleteness, uh, as long as this age lasts. And we Jesus could, we could do back. a whole so, episode on that. So, what this also means is, you will not, you actually, and the others are you may not, but this is you will not. Yeah. You will not reach your full potential. Amen. Not in this life. No. Uh, because, you know, we're still weighed down. We're still, you know, again, you know, John, 1 John 1, yeah. if you say that you're without sin, I mean, of course we're growing and we're, we, we have uh, exercising greater authority over a, a sinful nature. We are, you know, growing into the image of Christ more and more. Not, not in this life will we reach our full potential. You will not 
receive, you actually will not receive final justice in this. So if you're feeling ripped off or angry with someone or why don't they see, you just actually need to recognize in no sense will you receive, even if that person gets the fine or goes to jail or, or that act, that's not actually final justice. Yeah. You just won't get final ju- until Jesus returns. You won't be fully happy. Yeah. In fact, you ought not to be fully happy. Yep. <laughs> Again, the, the way that the world I'm waiting is. for the hard one. I mean, okay. You might have one more on the list. Um, I'm waiting for the hard one. You will not be fully healed in this uh, in this life. Boom. Like even even if even That's if the hard one. even if you are fully healed from whatever whatever your condition is, the fact is you are still dying. We're all dying. You and I, we are dying. Yeah. Uh, Look, and again, that's, that is, I know for you listening who are praying every day and believing every day that God will heal you of a physical malady or you might have someone in your life, this is a hard pill to swallow. Well, and and but, look, may, may God heal you indeed. And, amen. And, and God, you know, God can heal. God does heal. That's great. But the fact is, is that after you get healed, you're just another dying person. God, full healing is not until the resurrection. Jesus healed Lazarus. Of yeah. death. Yeah. He's not alive today. Yeah, he still right. died. Jesus healed yeah, so many right. people in you know in his lifetime. They all still went on to die. I mean, this the curse that we live under of of, of our of our bodies dying yeah. is a real thing. So no, no matter how healthy you are, yeah. no matter how much you relieve yourself of the pain, no matter how much God does heal you today, you're still growing old. You've still got this, yeah. you are still a, a jar of clay yeah that's right yeah. that is getting broken yeah. and yeah, smashed right. yeah, and one right. day yeah. it'll be gone yeah that's right uh you will often be I'm gonna do you will often be and you will always be you yeah. will often be hurt lest when it happens how could this happen to me yeah. this is what we how could why me yeah. The the other ninety nine point nine 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 percent of humanity, the other billions of people who have ever lived on this planet, who don't live in the point zero 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 one percent of of in this little heaven that we've created for ourselves, they you need to hear them saying, "Why not you? Yeah. Why not you? Yeah. I mean, we have this sense of into how could this? How it's like as though the wind of another reality blew in through the windows, uh, and 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 some and so. No, actually, we we actually need to. We will be hurt. Yeah. Um, we will be bereaved. We will be unloved. We will be re- uh, so often be. I'm saying uh, we we will often be bereaved. We'll often be unloved. We'll often be rejected, and we'll often be betrayed. That's the way that the world is. It's so actually, what we need to do is prepare ourselves. This is what we do in the in the biblical worldview. Yeah. When this happens. We allow it to stoke our hope. Amen. It's like, uh, because now if we're coming from the worldview that says, hang on, this has disturbed my little heaven. How dare this happen? <laughs> you're not going to be able to respond. In the, but if you already recognize, no, this is messed up here. Uh, this is changing. This is, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting picked up in a few days in the helicopter, yeah. right? Uh, I'm, I know that this is imperfect. That's why I'm on mission, right? Uh, and it's actually those moments that remind you, oh, no, I don't like it. Actually, you know, it, that prompts you to anticipate something greater, you know. And this is why, and again, I want to, is that the end of your list? Have you got one no, more no, on the list? No, no, I've got a bit more. Now, yeah. I just want to at this stage say that's, I'm, I'm sounding perhaps a little callous here. Like, um, uh, and 
in no way am I under under playing the fact that this is just hard. Like it's just oh. really hard. But here's the thing: I feel like in in the difficult times that I've been through, in the difficult times that I've walked with others through, there's something much more validating about this because it's it's just bad. Like it's just bad. This isn't the way that it should be. It's and so you don't have this sense that something's happened to me that uh, that you know I'm meant to be living in heaven, but my heaven got destroyed. Mm. No, you were never living in heaven in the first place. Yeah. Um, uh, th- these these are these. This is difficult. It's a difficult world to live in, and and that's why that's why I I prefaced everything. That's my that's my. There's your list. That's my list. That's why I prefaced everything with a really harsh take on the Joel Osteen book. You yeah. know, your best life now, because I fundamentally believe with my whole heart that that is not a Christian attitude mm. our best life is not now our best life is to come and if we live in this mentality that we expect to be able to follow a set of rules a, yeah. a prince some principles yeah and and we can usher in yeah some utopia for us now that works for a handful of people at the top of the Amway period, you know, pyramid there. Okay. That works for a top for a handful of people who were selling Is the, that a metaphor or is that No, I'm uh, <laughs> it might be literal and a metaphor. But it yes, it look, there are a handful of people out there and sadly, a lot of them are these very successful preachers of these big churches who are on television, who we see on social media, who are wearing the watches, who are wearing the shoes, who are wearing the outfits and are very successful living in the mansions. And they're telling you, you can have your best life now if you follow these principles and God wants to bless you. Well, that might work for them. Mm. God, Let God deal with them. Mm-hmm. Your list that you just read out, Matt, that is a biblical list. That is what, that is what we need to be reminding ourselves because... As you've already said, and as Paul says, Peter says the same thing, the hope that we have within us is not just a hope, a wish. The hope is anchored in a a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. If we fully appreciate what Jesus Christ did, if we fully appreciate what Jesus Christ is doing, and if we fully appreciate what Jesus Christ will do in our life— that anchors this hope so that no matter what these circumstances come at us, like you say, it's awful and it's hard. Suffering is never easy. But in the suffering, we get to identify with Jesus and we get to become closer to him much more than prosperity ever will. Yeah. You know, I, I have this I have this experience when I when I walk with people who are going through really difficult things. Yeah. I just think I am I'm over this world. <laughs> it's like and I know that sounds but it but and and I tell you what it feels like it feels like me saying oh come lord Jesus when 100%. how long oh lord how long it's the the great cry of you know the the, the souls of the martyrs under the old altar how long how long till you come and judge the inhabitants of this world yep. that that's the you know that's the the yearning, the heart. That's the groaning uh, that Paul talks about in in Romans chapter eight. It's that it's that mo- these moments where the reality of the brokenness of this world 
lifts our heart up, makes lifts our head, right, from this yes. to uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as, as, as okay, it is in heaven. Okay, let's, let's go from talking a worldview, and I'm happy to go here, you might not be happy to go here, but let's go to actually meddling in, in someone's life and someone's listening right now going, okay, how does this apply to this? How, do, how yeah. does it apply to this? Let me just talk from my own testimony. Yeah. Right. If I keep my eyes, my gaze on this earth, and what the media tells me and what I see in the reality around me, I see, um, let's, let's get the really hot, hot button issues, uh, injustice, yeah. whether you want to say it's racial injustice or any other injustice, yeah. war, yeah. you know, as we were recording this, there's absolutely insanity happening in Israel yeah. right now yeah. in Jerusalem, uh, climate yeah. You know, we might, yeah. you know, we might see climate disaster happening yeah. around us and different issues yeah. happening like this. Our eyes on that gaze, and I'm not, all of those things that I've yeah. just mentioned, Yeah, disaster, yeah. tragedy, heartbreaking, all these things, awful. I'm not yeah. trying to make light of anything. But if my eyes stay at the gaze yeah. of here, of this reality, if I believe that this is all there is, Let's yeah. just, mate. Well, well, you either you either lose hope, or or, or w- w- a very common response yeah. in our culture is to believe that we can solve these problems. It, it's oh. it's that it's the secular humanist. You went there. You actually you yeah, actually went that there. That says we can solve this. We have the, you know, we can come up with political answers. Yeah. We can come up with technological answers. Yeah. Uh, we can actually we can come up create with a ju- utopia. We think that we can come up with a justice that will solve the issues that have been plaguing humans yeah. since day one. That's right. How, how the folly that we believe that we can do any of this is is utterly ridiculous, and and sort of sends me more yeah. down, and, down and the and spiral. They, and look, proponents of that, proponents of that, like for example, Steve Pinker, who wrote the book Enlightenment. Now, he he will show that. You know, there's less poverty. We're, we're, we've got uh, uh, greater technological hold over disease, and and so I'm not denying that there have been significant elements yeah. of progress. But all of this is built on the very shaky foundation of human nature, mm. which hasn't actually human nature hasn't got better. It's gotten worse. And and actually, um, you know that that is always going to be the undermining factor. And so, and I mean, another great believer in in, in progress. Um, Yuval Noah Harari that I've uh, re- referred to a couple of times yeah. who wrote the book Sapiens. He, his, his, the book that he wrote after that was called Homo Deus and, the, and the, the premise of that is for him that we're moving from Homo Sapiens to Homo Deus. In other words, we are becoming gods. He yeah. says we are now able to do things and control our circumstances in ways that it, w- were only ever attributed to the gods yeah. in the ancient world. So he's saying we're becoming gods. We're able, you know, we're going to be able to extend our own lives. We're going to be able to solve the environment thing. We're going to be able. We, we, it's like we can do it now. Isn't that biblical? I mean, no, not not in the sense that we can solve, but biblical in the sense it's the aspiration oh. to become like God. Tower of Babel, anyone? Yeah, tar- that's yeah. the Tower of Babel. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and so actually, because of this technological power and ability, and it's arming us, it's arming human nature to say it's like a Tower of Babel. Mm. We can reach. We can get there. We can, yeah. uh, we can solve our own problems. We are becoming God. And yeah. and I mean, um, so 
so we, we just need to be really careful about not getting drawn. Ah, uh, it'll be right. Um, we don't need to worry. Uh, uh, well, no, we don't need to worry, mm. but not because of any trust in uh, yeah. There's a there's a fine, progress or human ingenuity. There's a fine balance here of of you know, and I don't want to be crass about this, but there's a fine balance. I I, I would meet you know people. Are you yeah. thinking uh, the alarm, alarmism? Let's go off and live in the jungle and no, no, no. There's go a little live bit, in a cave somewhere. No, there's a little bit of of, and it depends on the world, you know. And again, it depends on your eschatology, what you believe about the yeah. end end of the world, and and and, yeah. and what the Bible says about that. But I, I often meet Christians who who are very activists. They want to be involved in all what is happening yeah. in the in the world today. Yeah. We're marching on this. We're marching on that. Injustice, climate, political. You know, uh, rights, the, like everything, everything. There's something to be yeah. to be involved in, and and if I turn around and say, and I don't want to justify bad attitude, which I am fully mm. ready to admit that I've yeah. had many times, but I, but I'm, I sometimes I want to say this is just rearranging deck chairs on the sinking Titanic, and and they're like, how dare you? And I'm like, no, I want to fight for what is good. But well, some- you you raise an interesting question there because. Uh, it raises the question of why do anything, yeah. Uh, and and actually, the reason why you why we would do things. So, for example, the reason why I might uh, uh, form a responsible relationship with my environment, for mm. example, is because that's what being a better human being means. So, yes, uh, for me to uh, to say, hey, let's all be better stewards uh, of the environment. It's not. It's not that I think that we can solve that we can solve all the problems, yeah. but it's about actually us being who we're created to be and being responsible. And, and, and that's what I agree because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, in, in, in the parlance of Because we're being restored, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, the, and the, there's a sense of, you know, sometimes when I, when I might dismiss some people's things, it's like they, they would accuse, accuse me. And again, in the modern parlance of, of the internet, it's like being blackpilled as yeah. in you take the pill of nihilism and yeah. you're blackpilled. Nothing matters. So I'm just going to drive down, you know, in yeah, my yeah, Hummer yeah, 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 down yeah. the highway, guzzling <laughs> petrol, throwing Big Mac wrappers out the, out the window yeah. as I go down. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we go, go down that way. And there's a little bit of that attitude, I guess, in, in some, yeah, in no some churches. No offence to you if you drive a, yeah. a big black Hummer. <laughs> But no, don't throw those wrappers out the window. No, no, I'm not saying that. There, of course, we are we are called to be stewards. We are called to look after what we've been given. We're called to look after the planet. Yeah. I mean, that's the, Adam. Adam was the original gardener, and the that's right. The person. But, but, you're, but your, I think your point is, and it comes back to what I said before. We we will never create utopia uh, on this because this is shifting sand. Yeah, uh, and um, so. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we don't work really hard to try to create a just society that's you know that that uh, where people are cared for and w- what we we still want to alleviate suffering uh, we still want to do all of those things because that's what being human means yeah. and particularly as the church we want to do those things and the church has always been involved in the alleviation of suffering and the caring of the uh, of the alien and the stranger and the uh, you know so I think and and in a sense, um, that's what you know. We, we that's part of our our mission of um, of bringing the transforming power of God into people's lives. We're not we're not primarily involved, you know, concerned with the changing of systems. I mean, primarily, 
And this is what you see in the New Testament. Uh, so, for example, one of the most terrible systems in Rome was the, sla- was the system of slavery. Mm. Uh, and it, the New Testament's often been criticised for not coming out really um, straight up against slavery. But what you do find there is directives to... to sl- is, well, you find the basis for a theology of equality yeah. between slaves and their masters. I mean, they're, t- they're, eat- they're sharing communion around a table. Yeah. It tells masters to treat their slaves like brothers. Mm. Uh, you've got the, you know, so you've got the basis there for an inward transformation of society. And, and again, there, there are systemic things that, that, that need to be changed. And of course, Christians have been instrumental in changing a lot of those systemic things. Mm. Um, that's all the natural outflow of our lives being transformed. And, you know, um, yes, to, with reference to that book title uh, that, you, that, you, that you've quoted, we want to live the best lives that we can live now. We do want to live the best lives that we can do now, but we're not going to have our very best life. We're not going to have mm. that uh, until we actually are living in resurrected bodies in the new heavens and a new earth. Amen. And let me just say, if you do take offense of anything that I've said about that particular book, please direct all the email to me, not to Matt. I'm happy to talk to you about it. Here I'm sitting here trying to be diplomatic. I know, I know, and I'm going to go for it. Hey, Matt, I don't... We've run out of time, and let me try this. Let me. This is. I don't often. I don't often do this type of thing. I love to give you the last yeah. word on all the podcasts, but I think we've quoted Paul a lot. Yeah, I don't want to quote Peter. Okay, because I think Peter speaks to this issue so well. First Peter chapter one. I just want to read a paragraph here. It's verses three to, well, let's say about eight or nine or so. Let's see. P- Peter says this. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. It is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These trials have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You are receiving. Isn't that... Notice the the forward view of that. All, the aspect. All of it. It's this guy has got just dropped out of a helicopter and he's <laughs> saying to his troops, we're getting picked up soon and it's going to be great, but we've got a job to do now. Uh, he's, he's, isn't the verse there, uh, which is a gold that doesn't perish, uh, uh, although refined in the fire? I'm reading the NIV your, your here. Faith, your faith. Uh, sorry, the, these have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes... Even though refined, oh, by that's fire. right. Yeah, the gold that perishes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, God, like, your faith is worth more than gold because gold yeah, will yeah, perish. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
it's the, the, the perspective. This is, and this is not just, this is all through the New Testament. Yeah. And I think, I think we miss, this is the key thing that we are prone in our culture to, to lose more than just about anything. Because our culture is yelling in our ears constantly. It's here and now. It's here and now. Yeah. Uh, fulfill your dreams. You need this. You want, you can have this. It's yeah. like, you can do this. You can, you, you can have this. You, you, you are entitled to this. You're entitled to full justice now. You're entitled to full fulfillment of all you, your desires you now. You just need to buy this one more thing, this one secret, this one book, this one course, yeah. and you will finally get it. You will finally yeah, have right. it all together. No. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, again, and I think this is th- this picture to finish of us on mission. We are on mission. We we have been dropped out of a helicopter. We're in enemy territory. We, we've got a battle to fight. We're going to win this battle, right? We're going to battle to fight. We're going to win this, but we're going to we get get picked up on the other end, and then we're getting out of here. Mm. We've got to think, and you know, Peter also says, you know, we're aliens and strangers in this world. Mm. Don't get too don't get too settled. Live an unsettled life. L- you know. Uh, let the incompleteness and the uh, drive your hope upwards, and and I think that is crucial actually to the perspective that is going to get us to that hill where that helicopter is going to pick us up on the other end. You've got to stay focused. We got dropped off. We've got a mission to do. In a few days' time, we're going to be picked up on the other end. Let's not lose focus. listening to Thrive Perspectives, we want to hear from you. So send us your big questions and ideas. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us, download other shows, see all of our resources and much, much more at our website, thrivetoday.tv. The Thrive Today Network is on Facebook. Our Facebook page and links to our community groups are waiting for you. Just search and like Thrive Today page in Facebook now. Visiting the website, ratethispodcast.com slash Thrive Perspectives really helps us reach more people. So head to ratethispodcast.com slash Thrive Perspectives. We hope that these shows will challenge you to look at life from a new perspective and thrive. was another DJP.FM production.